Welcome to the Not Quite the Afterglow podcast, your chance to see inside the mind of a British 40-something man and his 30-something wife. Not your average couple, but then this is not your average podcast. Hey everyone, you're listening to episode four of Not Quite the Afterglow. My name's Richard. I'm Chloe. And today we're recovering from a mild hangover. <laughs> I don't, this seems to be like a, a common theme now. We're not heavy drinkers, but uh, last night I thought it would be a nice idea to do a bit of homemade cocktails and watch a bit of TV. We do and have a really expen- extensive and expensive spirits collection, we, alcohol collection. We do, and I made I made the first and the second round of cocktails, and then Richard took over, and then they were just... Pure alcohol, really? Yeah, basically. Why bother with mixes when it, you can just it was the one that It was the one that you brought in, and I said, what's in it? And you said, oh, raspberry vodka, this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, and more vodka on the top. And I said, it, I said, it burned. You know when you have something and it's so strong it was a bit like and so much sugar as well? Yeah. It, it was burning the back of my throat. So do excuse if during this podcast you, you sort of hear me in the background taking a sip of water because I, I need that lubrication. My throat is still on fire. Is this three weekends in a row, though, that you've had a hangover? Because last weekend we were in Birmingham, you felt rather worse the wear than the weekend before we had a friend's day and we were celebrating our company stuff and you were quite three sheets to the wind. And I, have, I have a rule uh, that I've implemented... Since but when? basically, no, uh, for the, well, the summer holidays, kind of every anything goes in the summer holidays. But generally, I now uh, don't drink alcohol it during the week. No, no, we don't. So I'll only drink maybe Friday or Saturday night. You make it sound, like, when you say drink, it makes you sound like you really go for it. You know, we're not, we're no, not a nightclub No, I don't, I don't go for it at all. But I think it's just, I find it is so easy to slip into that. You know, oh, it's been such a long day. Oh, I really fancy a glass of wine tonight. Or no, we're, like we're that. not those people. And it's not. And I'll be honest. For me, it's not about what how much I'm drinking or anything. Because even at the weekends, I wouldn't drink a lot. But it's more that that's the empty calories. Plus, I find it very difficult to have just that. Oh, I'll just have a drink while I'm you know relaxing at the end of the day, and not then have a massive bowl full of crisps. Snacks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. uh, And cheese Doritos are my ultimate downfall. You are. You have a weakness around these Dorito triangular things. I don't know why. Like I've always, I've always liked, you know, nachos and and things like that. But yeah, but they're to be with food, not on their own. Yeah, but there's something about cheese Doritos. No, there isn't. No, because Pringles. I used to love Pringles back in the day, but now I, I don't really like Pringles at all. They're like basically crisps made out of. Mushed up it's like crisps that someone else has eaten, <laughs> spat, spat out, out, flattened down, and then moulded into another shape with something on the top that makes them but scarily I, I, addictive. I, but, but I think that's what it is. They're like stuff that you would give children, but delivered in a container for adults, isn't it? It's like I don't know. Ma- maybe that's what it is. They're pandering psychologically to what the sort of stuff we maybe ate in the eighties and nineties and seventies or whatever. Now they've just recreated it and made it for an adult palate. I don't know, but I I, I like reckon big, it's, it's basically a hula hoop. But I'm flattened. just I'm just all about the cheese doritos, and I don't know if they've done something different to them. Because I've, you know, had them before and they've always been a bit sort of take it or leave it. But I so find that, them addictive now. So adding addictive fairy dust. No, like I will Maybe literally... Maybe it's heroin. Maybe they, they sprinkle something on it. 
I literally will buy the big bags because it's it's you know obviously it's better value, and I will buy the big bag and yeah. I will have some. I'll put them in a little dish and I'll take them in the lounge and I'll sit there and I'll have my little glass of wine or cider or whatever because I'm a West Country girl, and uh, so I have that and then I'll sit there and finish them and I'll be like, mm, I just I just fancy a few more. So then I go back into the kitchen into the cupboard because I in my in my head I'm like I've told myself I'm just having a few. That's it. So I won't leave the bag on the side. I'll put the keep fresh clip on it. I'll put it back in the cupboard, shut the door, leave the room. But then I come back and then I oh, I'll just have a few more. And every time I do it, I don't I never leave the bag on the side, although I I know in my heart of hearts I will be back to have more. It's it's the most dangerous thing we have in our house is an open bag of Doritos. Uh no, it's not. Going back to what we said before about Packets the secret fudge. About the secret single behaviour. Packets of fudge. No. What, these fudge just eats itself, doesn't no, it? No, that, that's not me. That's our eldest that eats all the fudge. He can't reach the, he can't reach the cupboard. No, but it's, it's good for bribery. Is that what it is? You use it to bribe the children? You know, being a good mum is all about how you bribe your children. Well, or lie to the children. No, no, no. Oh, we... I love lying to the children. <laughs> Does no, that make me bad? No, there, there, there isn't any left. It's gone mouldy. You can't have any. They've gone mouldy. We haven't got any in the cupboard. You would be surprised by how many I never many lie things... to the children. I know. I lie to them all the time. You'd be surprised how many times I've told the children that various food items have gone mouldy and I've had to throw them out. Oh, mummy, where's the rest of the smarties? But the thing is, oh, I overhear mouldy. you and I believe you, so I then don't go looking. And then, lo and behold, you know, a day later I'm in the cupboard and I find four packets of them and think, hang on, they haven't gone mouldy, there's four packets of them. What are you talking well, about? Well, some, to be fair, sometimes I tell them they've gone mouldy because uh, I don't want them having Or you've eaten sweets. them. Mostly it's because I've eaten them. Yeah. And Or just because I don't want to do something. Like, there's been the odd occasion. Or, mummy, I want to do some Play-Doh. Or, do you know that Play-Doh? We've had it a long time. You didn't I, eat the Play-Doh, did you? No, no. I just tell them it's gone mouldy as well. <laughs> Is that what it is? Yeah. You stop them doing stuff. I say, I say, you can't do Play-Doh. The Play-Doh's got mouldy. <laughs> even though there's tubs and tubs and tubs of it, you just yeah, don't, you don't do it. No, because at that particular time, you know, I might be having to start cooking dinner in like 20 minutes and I haven't... So you I lie to them. Yeah, I, I do lie to them. And I lie to them about shops as well. Uh, but, but you'd be surprised how many shops are closed on random days of the week or random times. Oh, you say, I'm sorry, you can't go there today because it's shut. Yeah, and they'll be like, oh, there's people in there. I can see people in McDonald's. No, those people are just cleaning because it's not actually open <laughs> they today. Lie to the children. But then it's not. It's going to get worse because we, we went out today to a convenience store with a big yellow M. We very rarely go to this, this, this food establishment. But um, we were sitting, eating the meal. The, the kids like to go and have these meals served in cardboard boxes and uh i noticed doing my people watching bit that there was a teenage girl to my left wearing a crop t-shirt which i thought was just wholly inappropriate for a girl of 15 or 16 wholly inappropriate and then i i, I look at you and I, I i say look at that look at that girl look what she's wearing and you sort of roll your eyes at me and then say and that, yeah i'll just say to be fair i probably wore that when i was that age or i would have worn something similar I don't think I think Richard was born an old man. No, I I grew up in a in a town. Um I went to a very selective all boys school. Um we got to see girls a couple of times a year when the girls would do something like a three-legged hockey match or 
you know we had they used to do ballroom dancing at the girls school and all the boys would go even if they're rugby players and didn't have the ability to dance it would be the most oversubscribed ballroom dancing thing and that would ever be you would it life. yeah we'd all go the rugby player who couldn't dance well no the football player who couldn't dance but certainly you know two left feet the, the opportunity to go and actually see girls and when i was when i was growing up when i was a teenager i've shown you photos of some of the, the sick form girls when i was in the sick form and everything was buttoned to the neck you yeah, know, but that, that was polo the neck jumpers. Yeah, but you had that eighties fashion of having the having the, the big frilly collars yeah. and stuff. We you know, didn't there, know what there cleavage was. No was. Cleavage. We did not know what cleavage but then was. You, you didn't really have the cleavage then because you know, by the time I was like a teenager, you were starting to get like the wonder bras and stuff like that. So yeah, you would wonder have bras the didn't exist. Yeah, it was all, you know, things like the front opening bra was a complete shock to the system for you know a teenage boy growing up and dating a girl from the girls' school. But you never ever saw girls with legs exposed or anything exposed. So now when I see kids who's presumably got parents who either don't know what they're wearing or have just given up, probably given up the fight and just say, oh, whatever, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, the thing is, having been a teenage girl myself, uh, I can say that what you are wearing when you're in the house and you go out the house is not necessarily the same clothes so that people like, will see like when you're out. you have like your 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 bag of tricks when you go out. Well, no, I'm just. Well, I was never one to get my stomach out, so I wasn't like I was going out with a full length top and then whipping it off for a crop top when I got out. But there were certainly, you know, that that standard thing of like rolled up skirts or. Or whatever. I just wouldn't have... I mean, the thing was, I grew up very quickly. So when I was... You've seen photos when I was like 12 or 13. I looked like I was 18. I was huge, six foot three, hairy chest, beard. You, you were know, quite I looked, handsome, though. Yeah, well, but the thing was, I matured very early. And it must have been awful for my... I often had this conversation with my ex-girlfriend's dad when, you know, I'm saying, you know, you'd go and sit upstairs in your girlfriend's bedroom or she'd sit in your bedroom and you'd listen to your George Michael and your Simply Red or whatever it was you were listening to at the time. And I must have shocked him. I mean, sadly, he's died since, but it must have been awful for me to say, I'm just going to go upstairs and sit with your daughter. I looked about 18, 19. She looked like she was 11. I know, but that's that's just, you know, that's the thing, though. I, You know, when you're teenagers you can find that sometimes your physical development is way above your sort of mental development and oh, sure. and people's expectations of you get based on, on how you look physically. Whereas, you know, because I, I, I obviously, I know you develop very early yeah, as a boy. Hugely, yeah. um, and I, I, mean, think, I was shaving at 10. Exactly. And I think people obviously always treated you as if you were older. And to a certain extent, I think you probably had that maturity. But I don't when think you I were had the girl, maturity. I think people thought I had the maturity. Certainly, I, I don't think I did. When you were a girl and you develop earlier, it's a, it's a whole different thing because um you sort of you get viewed as a as a as a woman i suppose more than a more than a girl mm. and you know you can uh, attract the attention of 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 sort of older boys and and men and and all sorts and be seen in a completely different way i mean it's not yeah. something that that sort of i that really happened to me as such i wasn't like an early developer or anything but yeah. i was certainly in a lot more sort of adult environment when i was a uh, maybe you know sort of too young in my mind really to to take it in the same way as now i mean sometimes i think to myself i'm so glad that we have two boys oh i am as well because, hugely you know even, I though, just know even though i own guns even though i own guns yeah, yeah i don't particularly want to have to shoot a, a boyfriend 
no but it's just I think for me I think if I was a teenager in today's world I would get myself in a whole lot of trouble um compared to but I don't think it's changed I remember my grandfather god bless him telling me about 20 or 30 years ago about how my mum's youngest sister, who's nine years her junior, used to bring boys home with, with sort of grill creamed hair and leave stains on the wall from, you know, on the back of the sofa when they've been sitting and stuff and how they were wholly inappropriate. And that's not changed. That's still the same as it is now. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think nothing nothing makes you feel sort of more older and out of touch and worried than when I think your children hit those teenage years and you suddenly realize maybe you're not as cool as you thought you were and there's all these oh, things I've that irritate cool. you about I've never this. been cool so it's not an issue for me yeah but I think um I think that's you know something that we've got to look forward to basically well the it? thing is I have a, I have a secret weapon in the shape of um my best man the guy who a guy who I went to school with who I've known all my teenage and adult life and he's really good at basically telling me what an idiot I am on an almost daily basis every single day since we were 11 yeah, but you know, vocally and publicly. Yeah, and and mocking your general dress sense. Just as well. mocking me on a daily basis. I mean, he lives two hundred miles away, but still, every day he'll reach out and tell me what an idiot I am. Or yeah, but not, but but using more colourful language. Oh, of I would say. But he does it publicly as well, and it, it's sort of like you know, I know when our boys get to teenage, and I'll have some issue that that he will essentially be the agony aunt. What, what uncle? Agony uncle. No, no, no. Probably and and his aunt. children are, are slightly older than ours, so he'll already be going through it first. Oh, yeah. And he, he, they had, happily married, but they have a daughter and a son, so he's got it both to come. Yeah, because they're not, it's not the same, I don't think. Girls and boys are very different when they're. Well, at least all teenagers. his hair's already fallen out. Yes, whereas yours is only just starting. Mine's to, starting to fall. Starting to go down. I, that I, road. I, we, we sort of. I, the last two or three times I've had my my haircut, the barbers. I have a really nice barber, but he keeps saying to me, "Why are you fighting it? Why are you fighting it?" And I say, "Well, fighting what?" And I, I know you don't make a big deal of it, but I've noticed I my hairline started to recede really quickly. I have to say, it doesn't bother me massively because you have to remember, me. I'm quite a bit shorter than you, so I don't really see like the top of your head particularly. I only, anyway. I only notice it when people take flash photos of groups where I'm in or photos where I'm in, and the hair's so thin on one side, you see the flash bouncing off. It looks a lot worse than it is. But I, my, my barber keeps saying, "Why don't you just shave it off?" Do you know what the thing that Why concerns me? I can't shave because of you and my mother yeah but the thing that concerns me is i'm wondering whether some of that hair that comes off the top of your head is slightly sort of creeping across the bed and and starting to attach itself to my face that's my concern really yeah your mustache you don't have a mustache you keep going about this thing you're only 35 i know but i it's, it's all happening it's all happening that's old age that's what happens i know i i think the other day i may have had like a white air eyebrow hair and stuff oh god one just one i know when we first met you used to pull the white my white chest hair out with tweezers do you remember it was part of our courting yeah. rituals it's horrible i used to hate it and you gave up because now there's more oh no if white i, if I started anything pulling else. out chest hairs now on you it would take forever oh, it, was, it was horrible i just remember thinking who's this woman i've met who takes great pleasure out of plucking my chest hair? and now no one had ever bothered i don't I, I don't do that now but i do i do pluck wayward eyebrow hairs out of your eyebrows because i think this is a thing right if as you, men get older yeah obviously as men get older you know you start growing more hair out of your ears and your nose and your eyebrows can go mm-hmm. like a bit crazy and it's a big thing of mine 
to just sort of like slightly keep that in check because I, think- I, I know when you care less about me or you or you've given up the ghost on me or you're not that bothered about me because my, my eyebrows don't get yeah you, know, you just don't bother for months and then yeah, all of a Rich- sudden you'll be like oh R- R- yeah Richard will sort of say to me if you're like oh you know I haven't had much affection from you re- recently look at my eyebrows look at this you haven't been paying me attention yeah and I go I go to uh, I went to a barber in your hometown about a year ago and they they set fire to my head oh yeah you had the sort of well, he, he sort of he, he, maybe maybe that's what it. Maybe you're not thinning on the top. But maybe I'm you've got to. some sort of scalding on your scalp. No, and I, I think you know when you go to a normal men's traditional barber, something for the weekend, um, and and I take I take my two boys now to a traditional barber, and he quickly cuts their hair in like four minutes flat. But this barber in your hometown came at me with it looked like um, a bottle cleaner dipped in methylated spirits. You know this. Alcohol, ethanol type stuff, set fire to it, and then proceeded to shove it in my ears, up my nose, did my eyebrows with a comb and this stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell's going on? And he's burning my sideburns and everything. And it was over and done within 45 seconds to a minute, and all I could smell was this horrible sin smell. But then when I got out of the barbers, I thought, wow, I haven't felt like this for about five years. I feel absolutely amazing. I wouldn't go back. Mm. terrified of going back but it's very effective I have actually thought about doing it myself with a cotton bud and some, no, and some meth, don't, and meth. No, I know it would end badly it. I know it would end badly and I just end up in the hospital I just remember the disaster of you using a food processor so anything that involves any kind of danger of yeah, like I don't, sharpness I, and, or, or fire, fire. Well, let's not do that let's not go there I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ever so slightly wary I have to say your your skills lie more in like modern technology things like anything with like laptops and Recording and, equipment and recording equipment and modern tech stuff. That's that's your. But then again, modern tech stuff. I mean, the things I work, I work in security, and I'm very nervous about things which protect our personal property and our personal secrets or our intellectual property. One of those things that we all take for granted is the fact that we all have smartphones. But one of the things about smartphones, and I keep saying this in different podcasts that I do, different newspaper articles that I write, is that if you got an iPhone, you're laughing. Um, iPhones kept up to date, highly secure. But if you have an Android phone, um, the Android ecosystem is really broken. So I always make sure that your phones are up to date. And I've just updated both of our phones. You had a Samsung, I had something else. Oh, and yes. our, our phones, all, my, my phone was almost new, but what? the manufacturer was not keeping the updates. What up. a palaver! I my phone was starting to get really slow, and it was probably about three-ish years old. And but Richard it still, was saying, it still had all the latest updates from Samsung. Yeah, Richard on was it. saying it was still still getting the updates and stuff. But I was sort of despairing, so he said, "Oh, I'll sort you out on your new phone." And I was like, "Oh, okay, if I have to," because to me, having a new phone, this is I'm probably getting older, but to me, having a new phone is not all excitement of oh wow, I've got a new phone and stuff. To me, it is just a hassle. It's another faff I've got to deal with. Sure. So Richard very kindly ordered me this new phone and for three weeks he kept, he kept saying to me have you got have you uh have you sorted your phone out yet no and then and then he would like bring up a oh here's a, here's a charger for in your car for your phone and i'd be like brilliant not not using it yet and uh and finally <coughs> uh last week i did actually set it up and and get myself organized with but these it are, these are these are british android phones a company called wiley fox yeah they're very good I've just, it just always seems, it's one of those things, it's like making a cake, making a cake, to me, I just think, oh gosh, it's such it's a fast, but then once, but once you get into it, you'll realise, oh, do you know what, it's quite straightforward and wasn't that much washing up after all, but uh, setting my phone up 
wasn't actually too bad. No, because it's all in the cloud now. It just well, yeah, it because I, you know, once I've logged in with my in Google stuff, all my contacts are just there. They appear there, and then you know, obviously, so I've had WhatsApp to reset. Stuff comes back my WhatsApp and... stuff comes back. I've had to, I've had to redo uh, my password. I think for eBay because I can never remember what that is anyway. But it's done. So I've had to do that. Um, but it's it's so much easier, and I I think it goes back to back in the day when. When you had to set up a phone, and you had you to type all the numbers in by hand. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, before you could or even you could Bluetooth. Or sa- you could save them. it to a SIM, but the SIM only stored a few. You know, didn't yeah, store everything. Yeah, I think I remember something where you could Bluetooth one from another. But yeah. I, you know, I remember way you back still in can, the day but... when when I had to, you know, you had to physically input everyone's phone numbers all over again. You know. But if it's in your Gmail account, you know, if it's, Google stores all your information, it restores all your contacts in two seconds flat. But I think for me, the pain for me, because I, I've got the identical Wiley Fox Swift. And this always happens, by the way. The I feel like I'm a guinea pig because yeah, I always I get you stuff iPad, first. Then, like, then you, I, had, I had an iPad for my 30th birthday, I think it was. It was probably. your 30th birthday. And, uh, you know, and I'd literally had it for a week and it was a big deal because iPads were quite new and it was all very exciting and stuff like that. Literally, a week to ten days later, which is like, one. I'm going to get myself one. I'll, I'll get I'll get the one that's got twice the memory on it. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, feel a bit less special now. And then also... I got you a MacBook. Further down the line when I got my MacBook. I then got two MacBooks. Again, yeah, you went and got got a work one and another one. And it was just like, oh, feel a bit less special. But I've just given you my new MacBook. I know, you should stick to diamonds. It's a, it's a bad thing to buy. I'd buy you stuff on Tiffany's. I'd buy you diamonds. I know, I'm just saying. But you make it sound like... A, I buy, well, I do buy crap presents, but I do when I... When no, I, when but I you put just my, make me the guinea pig for, like, new tech stuff and things now. I do, because my friend Nick had one of these Wiley Fox phones, and they are... The, the reason they're good is that if you value stuff like your online banking and your personal private information... Um, you have to be aware that most of the many major manufacturers are pretty rubbish when it comes to Android phones, and that that includes everyone apart from maybe Google. But Huawei, Motorola, all the rest of them are just absolutely appalling when it comes to updates. This Wiley Fox phone I gave you, it's encrypted, it works, but it's a pain when it comes, as you said, to restoring. I've had to restore all my Amazon Music. We're, we we have an Amazon Music family subscription, and we use I use that religiously in the car because you know I try I probably drive. 20, yeah, 30 hours a week. If you're doing long journeys, I mean, I, I don't set Bluetooth up with my car and play music through my car all the time because quite often I'd journeys, be doing yeah. lots of little short journeys and it's just not worth a faff of it. But if I'm doing, uh, if I'm going to be in the car for more, driving for more than like 20 minutes or something, then, sure. then I'll, I'll definitely set it all up. So yeah, I've had to download some music again, although it's pretty much mostly Green Day. Uh, but that's what the I, I looked on my other phone and I had 37 gig of music on my phone on my other, other on my handset. So now I've had to re, redo. Although the history saved on Amazon, I've had to physically download it to a new SD card on this phone. 37 gigs taken all night to do, but you know, at least I can listen to my 80s rubbish that you that you don't listen to. I'm yeah, quite happy. That's the thing because when the you're car, driving on by the way yourself, to Birmingham tomorrow morning, very early in the morning, on the way to work, I'll be able to listen to whatever I want without you having to moan about it or whatever it is. Exactly, and just like I get to drive and sing in a really bad Manchester accent to um, Oasis in the car. Is that what you do? Because I, I don't sit in the car with you, so I have no idea. I don't fit in your car. Or Muse. Oh, I love a good warble to, to Muse. I love I love hitting those high notes really badly. I don't sing. I don't sing, but I am nervous one day because there's so many buttons on 
both the cars that I drive have got lots of buttons and stuff on the on the on the steering wheel, and I'm always nervous that when I'm drumming along to whatever that I've set the cruise control and I'm. He's <laughs> going to set off an airbag. Or I'll something. set I'll set off an airbag. I'll set the cruise control to 100 miles an hour and drive smash straight into the front of the car in front of me or something. Uh, because well, see, I, I can see drum. it happening. I air drive. Oh no no no! I give it the full Monty. Full Monty. Well, I'm not a drummer. And I, I also, I also, which you hate. I drive with the window down. Oh, I hate that. Everywhere. It doesn't matter how warm or how cold it is. I always have the window open on my car. I know. Or even I'm, if it's raining, I have the window open. I'm slightly. always a freezing passenger. And I'll, I'll do, you know, we've had various different cars, and the the best cars we've had are the ones where it's got the front window controls between the front two seats. Sure. So. Once you put the window down, I can wait like 30 seconds and I'll just sneakily put it you, back you, up. You, you were driving one of my cars the other day and you put the window up with my hand in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I was very grateful for. <laughs> I and I like, almost I lost my fingers. I was like, what what, 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 what are you doing? Well, you should have, you should have had your window open, should you? <laughs> yeah, but you weren't looking. You weren't looking at all. You just put the window up. My, my, hand, my fingers were actually in it, trapped in the window you, while you were going down the road you know 70 my miles favorite, an hour. My favourite thing to do when we're, when we're in the family car driving is to sneakily put on... It's got heated seats. Oh, it yeah. makes it sound like we've got some really brand new modern... Well, no, we do. We, don't, we have brand new cars. But yeah, it's not brand new, brand new. It's a few years old. No, no, but our but cars the, are brand but new. It's got, um, but we have a family car that's yeah, like four or five years old. But it's it's got heated seats, and I love sneakily. And to be fair, Richard does this to me as well. But I love sneakily putting on the heated seat while he's driving. I start to feel like I'm incontinent. Yeah. Why does it do that? Because. You've done it to me as well, and I'll sit there and I'll you get this slightly warm feeling. It's like oh, in a, I feel a like I've, I've slightly wet myself, but <laughs> but without the wetness, you know that because when you well, obviously I haven't wet myself in in a long time because you know I'm a grown up now. Didn't you when you were pregnant? I have, never, no, 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 no. I never, I never asked you. I mean, I, I never asked you if you got piles or wet yourself or anything. I just didn't. If you had pay piles, that much I'd, make, I'd make you look. So the, the only thing, things I, well, I watched, I watched your chest grow during pregnancy, and also your your you rosy glow and. You slept a lot, but yeah. I didn't ever ask you about any complications because really I wouldn't have been able to help and I would have been out of my depth so I never bothered. Yeah, so despite having two children, I, I do have a very good pelvic floor so I haven't wet myself in a long time. But I think you can, you know that feeling of when you when you would wet yourself when you were younger or whatever and you'd get that warmth. There would be that initial warmth followed by the, the cold wetness and that's what it is when, when you put the heated seat on when I sure. don't realise. I just get this warm and then it, it makes me second guess myself and I think, oh, 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 no, I'm fine. But then it probably does actually make me need to go to the toilet if you've put it on for me. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between you and I. I mean, I, I, I'm i a bit of a camel in the respect that I can drive from one end of the country to the other without ever having to go to the bathroom. So I think I didn't, didn't I? I, th I think I got on a plane at San Francisco. No, I left the office in San Francisco, went to the airport, sat there for two hours, got on a plane, flew all the way home, got to Heathrow, drove all the way home. And then I went for a wee. Yeah, and you wonder why you ended up with kidney stones. Well, it's like 15 hours without going to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm lucky. Well, no, I can go more than 15 minutes, but I think I've I've kind of trained myself to go to the toilet a lot. I was lot drinking on the plane. Because, I, because I'm always having to take the children. When you've got small children, you're always like, oh, there's a toilet. Let's go to the toilet before we go. Let's go to the toilet now we've got here. And then you have to go as well. And then... But I basically it, spend my life going to the toilet. But it's not a mental thing. I've often flown Longhorn, haven't used a bathroom the whole time being on the plane. And you think, oh, that's a bit weird. Maybe it's because I don't want it. Maybe I think I have this fear that you know you might get sucked out, you know, sit on the toilet and you get flushed down and you end up. What happens if if what happens if there's an accident and you're not or, or the turbulence and you're in the toilet? I mean, what's the worst thing you can happen? You cut the end of your. Thing no, off. it's not my end of my thing off. No, I mean I'm thinking about personal injury. I'm not thinking about 
damage to my todger. If you've had a personal injury from turbulence on a flight whilst standing up urinating, there's, the there's only numbers you can it's, call for that. It's the only personal injury I haven't had down there. I think maybe that's one I need to add to my to my collection. I think that's something for another podcast. <laughs> maybe it is. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to be in a car listening to my personal playlist of 80s cack. You're going to be here with the kids. I'm going to be here with the kids till they go to school and then, and then I'm sitting on the sofa with a massive bag of Doritos. <laughs> Lucky you. I'm going to be uh, in meetings all week. And hopefully, when we tell people roughly how many people have listened to this show, and we're, we're, we're trending that, about 11,500 people have listened to yes, the podcast. Yes, thanks everyone so that's listening. And a, a special thanks. Oh, uh, no. I don't know if uh, any of you have seen our Facebook page, not quite the afterglow. Uh, but uh, on last the back week's of, episode, after last week's episode, and the, the teeny bit of conversation that we had about sleep talking, and um, <sighs> me saying about an American so Power Ranger, we we were contacted and and had a nice delivery in the post this week of a Power Rangers outfit of a Power Rangers, not just a Power Rangers outfit, one of those morph costume all in power. one morph body suit you know where it power literally Rangers. covers every inch of your body yeah it leaves nothing to the imagination whatsoever so you know so i am very grateful that somebody thought pity took pity on me or took pity on my wife and thought this podcast funny we're going to send you a power rangers suit yeah so and if, i have worn it i if, have modeled it the photos are on the facebook page if, if you want something that's the stuff of nightmares then uh, feel free to check <laughs> out to <laughs> feel free to check out the facebook page where there is photo evidence of uh, the green it was a green power rangers outfit um and you know and luckily there's nothing in this week's podcast about that anyone could even say maybe incontinence pads for my if i'm going to be flying no Let's not go no, down that route. Please, please don't send us strange stuff. But but do feel free to to write and comment on our Facebook page. But please please don't send us things. <laughs> Thanks very much for taking the time to listen. You've been listening to episode four of Not Quite the Afterglow, and uh, episode five should be with you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe via iTunes on your Apple device. If you are an Android user, we recommend using CastBox, available free from the Google Play Store. Find us on Facebook. Search Not Quite the Afterglow.